0: Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, along here with your co-host JG, otherwise known as JG, John, Ga- John Gassman, <laughs> and John Gassman. D. Yep, we talk about topics every Saturday night to help you in your personal and professional lives. Joining us tonight, we have Jerry Akoff, a leadership and relationship expert. Hmm. He's got some interesting wisdoms including some on what's going on in that crazy White House. And you know that White House? <laughs>
1: yes, I know the White House down in D.C. And there <laughs> yeah. are so many lessons to learn from this. And I started counting the other day. There's been, how many, I think, eight resignations in the Trump administration since January. That's almost like one a month. Or more, actually, yeah. And you talk about the turnover. It is crazy. Imagine in your organization, eight people quitting within eight months.
0: On your that, leadership team.
1: Yeah, that that should tell you what kind of a leader are you.
0: You know, in the beginning, it seemed... Um It didn't seem like it would be a trend. It seems like, okay, somebody took the wrong job. They're not meant to be there. They're sort of out of it. But eight in the span of really a little, like not even eight months. It's huge. It is huge. So if I had people quit, yeah, I'd say that's a problem. Then, of course, you've got the people that have been fired, Uh, most recently the mooch. And and I can't <laughs> disagree. Ooch. I think he should have been fired, although he's got a big tax issue. Uh, I'm not sure if you know about that, his capital gains. I can't help him. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight when we bring Jerry on, you know, Trump is supposedly a businessman. And on Gut Wisdom, we rarely, if ever, talk about politics, politics yeah. ever but it, it it's come a point where you have to look at this guy's leadership or lack thereof you've got a, a team that keeps resigning he's a bully boss we've talked about things like that there are communication issues yes. verbal non-verbal self-awareness lack of yep. empathy lack of How to resolve conflict. So more of that when we come back on Gut Wisdom. Stay tuned.
2: WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive-time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news.
0: Several buildings have been evacuated.
2: WCBS News Radio 880.
0: It's Saturday night. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here in the studio with John Gassman. JG, what's up? Life is good. It sure is. So... So, so buttons. What do you think before we bring our expert on, mm. Jerry Acuff? We're yes. very excited. Um, Jerry's joining us in studio. He's a relationship and leadership expert. But I have to ask you a question, JG. Shoot, fire away. Whether you're a Trump fan.
1: Oh, th- I thought we
0: stay away from politics. <laughs> so typically we stay away okay. from politics, but we've got this. It's almost like when you look at all of the people that have resigned, leadership, leadership level. Yes, um, in his administration, resigning. Yeah, yep. right. I think it's at least eight people. Let's mm-hmm. say since the inauguration. Yep. Mm-hmm. We can all sit here and say, yeah, there is definitely a problem with with the leadership. Why are people resigning? You know, in the beginning, mm-hmm. when the resignations you know started coming in, and I think the first one was uh, Flynn, right? I'm almost positive. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was him or Dubkey. Yeah. But after after one, after two, you kind of expect that. It's a new regime. It's a new leader. And of course, with the controversy that this guy came into as president- but then it keeps going and going and the moment, going.
1: The momentum is just beginning. You the, know, look, Spicer is out. And now you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Moochie, you call him. Mooch. Well, yeah, Mooch. Well, he's, he's out was he was, And out, he should have so, been fired. Yeah. Do you agree? Was, uh, 100%. I he mean, wasn't he, the right guy for the
0: job. You use vulgar language. Never. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Not on air, right? So the so yes. you've got people that you've got this long list of people that have resigned yeah. in leadership positions, and right. of course those that have been fired. And you have to sit back and think to yourself: Was this guy really like? He's supposed to be a businessman. So what's the culture like? You know all the things that you and I talk about yeah. that we that we do inside organizations. Yes, working and dealing with bully bosses, yeah. culture vultures, yeah. communication skills, Huge. empathy. Yeah. Um, it's gotten to a point where, you know, this guy needs a different team of people to really work on him. But we're, we're going to hold that 100%. thought. Let's bring Jerry Acuff. Jerry, are you there?
2: I am here, Deidre. Hey. Great to talk to
0: you. Yeah. So you're the founder and CEO of Delta Point. Tell us a little bit about your background. And then, I, you know, JG and I would like to hear what you think about the uh, the leadership lessons <laughs> that, uh, that, this, that this administration is uh, lacking, in our opinion. Yeah.
2: Well, Delta Point's A, Life Science is mostly a consulting firm that works with large and small and medium-sized companies to help them figure out how to sell things that are hard to sell. We've worked with 15 of the top 100 companies uh, in the world. Mm -hmm. I've written four best-selling books on either relationships or selling. And so basically that's what we do. We're located in Malvern, Pennsylvania. Um, And then I spend a lot of time teaching people about relationship building, goal setting and um selling and and, and leadership stuff. And so when I look at things like this situation in Washington, I always ask myself, what are the leadership lessons here? Exactly. Uh, and really, it doesn't matter which president is there. You know, if you go back and think about this for the last 20 years, there's, there's lessons for leaders, regardless of the size of company you're running, that you can take away from these things. And this situation here just happens to be a case study in many lessons. Right. <laughs> uh, I, so, have, I uh,
0: have a question uh, for you, no, Jerry. Jerry. Sure. So in in your philosophies on building relationships, okay, how do you build relationships with people or how do you think you build relationships with people that you don't naturally connect with? Because in fact, it would seem the people that have resigned and the long list of people that have resigned um, clearly don't connect with their leader in the White House and, it, and for a number of reasons. But generally speaking, forget the White House for a minute. How, we all have to build relationships and have relationships with people that we do not naturally connect with. How do we do it?
2: Well, relationship building is fundamentally a process, uh, basic, and it doesn't matter whether you, you naturally connect with somebody you don't. Every business relationship goes through three steps. The first one is, what do you think? And you have to think that relationships are important. You have to think the other person would want a relationship with you. You have to think that you can bring some value to the relationship. And if you don't think those things, you'll be wrong. The second thing you have to do is you have to actually learn something about them. Um, You know, you have to ask them questions to get them talking about the things that they treasure. Uh, And then lastly, you know, all relationships are built on actions. And, you know, the actions, your, your actions, if you want to build a great relationship with somebody, have to be consistent, persistent, and predictable over time so that I can predict your behavior. If I can predict your behavior, I'll value your relationship with you, assuming that I can predict your behavior in a positive way. The key, oh, I mean, i I'll give you an example. I got on an airplane with a guy mm-hmm. several years ago, and here's what he says to me. We're sitting in first class, and he says, I hate to talk to people on airplanes. <laughs> Ooh, okay, that shut that's, that's that down. the first thing he said to me. So and he let I, you
0: know right away, like, don't bother.
2: I said to myself, you know, I had this conversation with myself, okay, Jerry, you've written three best-selling books on this. I accept your challenge. <laughs> so, right before we took off, I said to him, I said, say, man, can I ask you a personal question? Now, I can tell you from having done this a million times, that is a great question to ask anybody who, you, who doesn't want to talk to you. Mm. Because almost everybody's curiosity will be peaked. Not everybody, but almost everybody. And they'll want, okay, what do you want to know? Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah. And I said, well, haven't I seen you on television? He said, yeah, what would you see me on? I said, well, I saw you on Good Morning Arizona, which I did. Huh. And I said, but the way you answer that question, it makes me think you've, you know, I've seen you on something else. He said, oh, I got this whole series on A&E. And I said, well, tell me about it. There yeah. you go. And he did for three uh, hours. There you- and he never asked me my name. He never asked me what I did for a living. He didn't ask me what I lived. When we landed in Phoenix, he jumps up out of his seat. He looks at me and he said, say, where do you live? Well, I live right here in Phoenix. He said, man, you and I got to get together. You are the most interesting person I've ever met.
0: Wow. And he never asked you a question.
2: Nothing. But my point is this. If you're trying to build a relationship with somebody, and this is one of the reasons why it's hard to build a relationship with Trump, is because you have to understand that it's not about you. It's about them. Mm -hmm. And so that's hard because everything is about him. Well, you, Um, yeah.
0: And, And there's something also that I recall thinking about, and discussing uh, shortly with you before we started his leadership style is more instinctive as opposed to right. intentional
2: yeah but here's the other thing and, and, which is true it's it's, it's instinctive uh, it's not intentional and and the reality is, one of the lessons here, I you know I actually wrote down, you know there's nine lessons here from this White House thing in my mind. There's the, I wrote down the top five. Well, one of the the five, actually the one that's 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 number five is, uh, I mean the one that's uh, that I didn't in the top five is basically you have to know your competition. If you look at page one, page one of the art of the deal, here's what it says: You can't be imaginative or entrepreneurial if you've got too much structure. Yep. I prefer to come to work each day and just see what develops. So what he's saying here is I'm instinctive. I'm not intentional. Mm -hmm. Now, the hiring of Kelly signals, and signals is probably the right term, that maybe he's seeing it differently. But the reality is his style is in, in conflict with the kind of style necessary to run an organization where collaboration, trust, and collegiality is really meaningful.
0: Hmm. J.J., you're, I see the look in your eyes. What, you, you have words.
1: He reminds me of so many leaders that we've worked with that are entrepreneurs that are bullies. Yeah. He has bully characteristics yeah. that he's going to bulldoze you over if it's my way or the highway. Yeah. You know? And when you come into, whether it's a company or an organization like the White House, there is no blueprint for success. You know, and I disagree. It's not, it's not laid out.
0: Oh, I but disagree. I think there is a blueprint for success and I, and I wouldn't say it's a step by step, but I would say golden rule principles apply, right? The blueprint for success in any place, mm-hmm. any genre, any net, it has to be, you respect the people that you work with. You look to build relationships with people. You listen to learn, right? You communicate truthfully. I mean, it's, so I think there is a blueprint to success, and those are the foundations that are for, apply to everybody. But yes, you're right. There's no, I don't know. There must be rules and standards. You're the president. Here's what you're supposed to do in the next. No.
1: Here's why I disagree with you. You know, when you're hiring, when you're hiring an employee or a key person on the leadership team, you're looking at four elements. You're looking at their performance. You're looking at their results and their intentionality. But the fourth thing that people should be looking at is what drives them crazy and that's a conversation mm. that i think every manager every boss should have and it should go both ways mm-hmm. you know i'm going to work with you we need to communicate we have to have an open dialogue what drives you crazy what is it that's going to bug you and vice versa and i don't think he has that discussion about no, what drives I, him crazy i don't think he, he
0: well or I, what, yeah go ahead sorry i i don't think he has that discussion nor do i think he really cares i i just don't think the guy cares and and how did the, he become such a success then well, I don't know, Jerry, what do you think? How did this guy become so successful?
2: Well, I actually think the things that make him successful as a as an entrepreneur in real estate in New York are different than the kinds of things that would make him successful as a president. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You, know, that's I mean, a good you point. read the first 72 pages of his book and tell you everything you need to know about him. Mm-hmm. also protect myself by being flexible. I never get too attached to one deal or one approach. And so... The reality is that what we want from leaders, particularly where, as I said, collaboration, collegiality, and trust are really important. We want people that have predictable behavior. His behavior yes. is completely unpredictable. Yes. Now, a couple of things that J.G. said, which I think are brilliant. Number one is hiring is absolutely lesson one here. Mm-hmm. If you hire a dud and train them, you've got to train dud. number one. Number two, you can't win a Kentucky Derby with a donkey. And when he hired Scaramucci, he hired a donkey to run the Kentucky Derby. You can't do that. And so getting the hiring right is really, really important. Uh, I think the, the other thing that really matters here is how do you create uh, an atmosphere where people want to work for you? How do you have that conversation? I don't think he's having that conversation uh, with people about exactly what he wants from them, totally. you know, I think he's more interested in them trying to figure out him than them, him trying to figure them out. And I believe that if you're going to be a great leader, you know, I wrote a book called Stop Acting Like a Seller, Start Thinking Like a Buyer. I think everybody ought to try mm. to see like the other person. Well, ho- hold, hold DC, that, hold that, that thought, Jerry, about-
0: Jerry, hold that thought because sure. there's, you are on, a, you are on the path. So hang on, because Unbelievably so. I have to talk about something personal. And I know (laughs) this will sound bizarre, but you know what? I have a sleeping issue, and part of it could be because of the stress that we have going on in our country today. Um, Or maybe with me. Or with you, yes. But (laughs) I just do not wake up rejuvenated in the morning. And I went to see uh, Dr. Michael Gelb and his team at the Gelb Center here in New York City. They evaluated my breathing my airways, and sleep quality. And they put together a comprehensive plan for me because I have not been sleeping well. I'm exhausted. I'm waking up. I don't feel focused. And I never knew. I don't think I snore. I don't think I have a snoring issue, but I just know something wasn't right. So when I met... Well, you probably snore by the look of you. We don't (laughs) sleep together, thank God. But I will tell you that Michael Gelb, Dr. Michael Gelb and his team figured out my issues. So I'd like you, if you have sleeping problems, listeners, if you snore, if you're not waking up refreshed, please call Dr. Michael Gelb today, 212-752-1662. Receive a free copy of his book, Gasp, right? That's the hidden path to wellness. Stay tuned. We're coming back with Jerry. It's Gut Wisdom.
2: Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long when you need to know WCBS has you covered. Hey
1: everybody, welcome back. You're tuning in to Gut Wisdom, Radio That Resonates. We are here every Saturday night from 7 to 8 p.m., and if you'd like to listen to previously aired shows. You could go to our website, gutwisdom.com or iTunes and download previous sections. And by the way, love to hear your feedback on the shows. So please uh, keep it rolling in. Just send an email to DK at gutwisdom.com. So tonight in studio, we are talking with Jerry Acuff, founder and CEO of Delta Point about leadership lessons from the White House. And boy, this is a hot topic about things that we all can take away from what's going on down in Washington, D.C.
0: Totally. So, Jerry, we cut you off before. Sorry about that. We had to go to a quick break. That's all right. So so what are you thinking there?
2: Well, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, you need to think like the other person. Trump doesn't think like the other person. I mean, he defers to himself. And I think what great leaders do, and this is why I think his style is in conflict with what's needed, doesn't mean he can't learn. I mean, I actually think the, the hiring of, of Kelly, you know, signals that maybe he's actually going to learn from somebody. You know, I think that one of the things I know you guys are big on and I am too is the whole concept that self awareness is the key to all growth and development. Yes. I would like to think that where 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 Trump is now is developing some self awareness that he needs to bring some order uh to the way to the White House. I think you know, the third most Yeah, go ahead. sorry.
0: Well, I was just thinking self awareness. I don't know that um we we could all agree that that he's becoming more self-aware i think in order to do that you you have to be a really good listener and at least over the last call it seven or eight months he doesn't seem to listen to the advice uh that he's given i, I that's just an opinion i you know some might think that he actually is so narcissistic that he knows everything right but uh, i i
1: agree with that
0: but when it comes to a
1: leader, when it comes to a manager, when it comes to any relationship, I think we all have to take heed in that, you know, it's like going on the subway. There's that third rail. Don't touch that third rail. Otherwise, you're going to be burned. And a lot of people with Trump and other leaders that we've worked with have touched that third rail and burned themselves.
0: Over and, and, and over and over again. So what does it take to actually become self-aware? Are you self-a- Do you become self-aware and then you just don't care? Or is it impossible to really become self-aware because you are just so inside yourself and and in your ego? What do you think, Jerry?
2: Well, I think that that you know self-awareness is really driven by several things. One, it is driven. I think you're right there, about you know you being a good listener and and wanting to actually get better. But I also think that drama, trauma, conflict, and setbacks force people to be self-aware even when they don't instinctively want to be self-aware. <clears throat> and I think this healthcare setback. I think that the fact he's going through all of this other, you know, drama and trauma are things that probably forced him to come to the conclusion that, you know, we probably need to be doing things differently here. Yeah. And, <clears>
0: throat> and, throat> and I think when you're self aware, you have the ability to own and be accountable for what you may have said or done that has created part of the problem, mm-hmm. right? So
2: exactly. I mean, you're never self-aware if you don't take responsibility for the things that you've actually done to put you in the position you're in.
0: Exactly. And and adding to that is, have you ever heard anybody who is truly self-aware? If if you're self-aware, you have the ability to apologize. You have the ability to say, wow, I I hear I listen. I see. I may not agree. However, I can own my piece of what's going on. And therefore, I'm sorry. And what can I do differently next time? I have not, I have yet to hear an admission of wrongdoing, an admission of um, anything other than it's everybody else's fault and pointing fingers. So, how would, what do you think?
2: Well, I, I think JG referred to this a little bit earlier when he talked about you know this sort of this sort of personality that he has. You know, <clears throat> I didn't make an A while I was in college, not one. Uh, I did make an A on a paper one time, and I wrote a paper about people that self-destructed. And one of the quotes that was in the paper, I didn't write it, but I but I, I footnoted it, said, "There's no greater force in humanity than that of the egotist let loose in the metaphysical ecstasy of pride." Mm-hmm. And the reality is. You know, lots of leaders have big egos, uh, but an unchecked ego is really the thing that's at the center of most uh, self-destruction. And I think that the issue here is when you have an unchecked ego, you are – it is incapable – you are incapable of actually admitting that, you know, that you aren't close to to perfect. And I think that's part of his challenge is understanding that the the American people love people who actually own – their weaknesses, who own their mistakes, who own the things that they wish they had done differently, but they only respect you if you actually ask, as you talked about, Deirdre, for, for that forgiveness. I've never heard him say, "I wish I'd done that differently."
0: Right, and uh, wouldn't would, and that wouldn't that make him a little more respectable? I mean, aside from the, you know, curbing the lies or the fake news and all this other nonsense and hoopla. If the man would stand up and say, you know, I probably should have done that differently. I, well, I own I own my real. piece in it.
2: Yeah, I I think the I think the attraction though for 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 lot for lots of people, certainly the people who voted for him, was you know the fact that he is authentic. Uh now you can question whether mm-hmm. you liked his his brand of authenticity. I had a call this morning with a with somebody who was a past president of a large pharmaceutical company. And he's the most authentic leader I've ever met. But his authenticity is around integrity and character. And and to me, he's the finest leader in in, in all the pharmaceuticals. You know, this guy's level of authenticity is about being brash and brusque and, and doing what he thinks is best and being instinctive. I think the challenge is that we want people that are real. And real people make mistakes. Real people have to say their story. Real people... Uh, have challenges and obstacles that are difficult to overcome. Real people, as Barbara Streisand said, you know, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And I think this guy doesn't feel that way because of his incredible reliance on himself. And I think that is a potentially major character flaw,
0: which is lack of self-awareness. Which is the trigger exactly because that. after that lack of self-awareness, if we look at, and we've talked about this, uh, Jerry, on our show and, of course, what we do inside companies, you know, there's this ladder of leadership. And we also, J.G. and I would say agree, leadership behaviors are can be seen in the in the playground to the boardroom it doesn't matter how old you are what your position is how much you make what type of company you work in profit not profit makes no difference leadership behaviors there's a ladder okay of of i'll call characteristics and traits that you have to master and the more of these steps on the ladder that you master the greater leadership behaviors you display so the first one the foundation for every great leader again irrespective of anything of where you are what you do age etc is self-awareness until you master self-awareness and you own part of where where you are in part of things and what you bring to a table and who you are the next step is empathy being able to relate to the people in your world and around your world and even people that you don't know just like the gentleman you were talking about that you met on the plane didn't sound like he had a high degree of empathy he was not interested in any kind of a relatability in fact you asking him to talk about himself and tell you something you know personal about himself he went off and then only then because he was able to divulge all of this information to you was he even interested in oh we have to get together that man's lacking self awareness right and clearly the oh, yeah. ability to relate so there are these steps of 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 leadership behaviors that you know can be can actually be learned and practiced what, J.J.? I think you have a book in you. <laughs> I
1: think there. here's our next book, which is about, you know, the ladder of
0: leadership. Ah, oh, that's good. Well, I, I also You're think if so you hit on
2: something, deeper, which is brilliant, and that is this, that leadership is not a title, it's not a responsibility, it's a set of behaviors. Correct. Yeah, yeah. One of the most impactful leaders in my life, and, and as someone who's hugely responsible for my success, was my administrative assistant when I ran a drug company. Wow. And she's been my administrative assistant for two years. And she taught me how to lead without authority. She taught me how to shine in front of other people. Now, she had unbelievable wisdom, but nobody would say that she was a leader, you know, in in that environment because they would see her as administrative assistant. Mm -hmm. But she knew more about leadership and she had it in her little finger than I knew at that time. I was smart enough to learn from her and she had a huge impact on my career because she showed me how to take this disparate organization and explode the success with the United Way campaign, which made the CEO of the company think that I actually knew what I was doing. All I was doing was following what she told me to do.
0: And if you weren't open to listening to this, what's what what's her name?
2: Her name was Annette Moran. She lives down in... Uh, somewhere in in, uh, central Jersey. And she was the most wonderful person in the world and an incredible leader.
0: Right. So imagine if you had an ego and you weren't self-aware and you just were dismissive because this is your administrative assistant. What difference would that have made? Here's Annette and you were willing to and open to hearing what she had to say. And, and that's the, that's the point. Leaders come leadership qualities, leadership behaviors, some it's more natural for others there's no question about it and that's okay that doesn't mean that for those that it doesn't come naturally to that you can't learn these behaviors through through one under one knowing that you need them right and two
2: yeah no that's the that's the critical part is you have to understand that if you want people to follow you if you want to be successful then you know getting the right mindset about leadership and what leadership is is really important yeah you know, a leader is someone who has followers, and that doesn't that doesn't in, 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 you know imply any title. Um, and so the question is, why do people want to follow you? Well, they want to follow you because they want to go where you're going, and they don't think they can get there unless you help them. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, Trump's in a position where that number is getting smaller, in my view, and and then larger, and that's going to be a, ultimately a problem for him unless he actually begins to listen to the kinds of things that kelly will bring to the table i do think that most of us and i would submit to you all of us need um you know somebody else to learn from yes i mean i have two mentors i have one who's 32 and i have one who's 60. Mm -hmm. and i think the key is we need to like trust respect and admire those people i do think that trump likes Trust, respects, and admires Kelly. I think he admires his service. I think he admires the fact that his son gave his life for our country. He's got another son who's a major in the, in the Marines. And I think if he's going to listen to anybody, he'll probably listen to him. He's certainly not going to listen to, to someone like Scaramucci, mm. uh, who basically is a mini-me.
0: But how did he not know that beforehand? I don't get it. I mean, I know yeah. in the hiring process, and we, we, we've worked through this, J.G. and I, and many companies helping with their hiring processes, we tend to, in the hiring process, of course, hire people that appear to be similar to us. Right. Okay, which is not always which is not oh, oh you play golf, me too, great, that sounds good. Or you you, you intuitively with some wisdom, gut wisdom, you, you pick up this person's just like me and we're going to get along and that's great. So yes, probably why did he pick this guy? Yes, probably because he some saw similarities. the similarities, which is really, really scary because who knows would would Ke- who made the decision to really fire him? Was it Kelly? Was it Trump? Because if it was Kelly Trump tr- and and Kelly wasn't in the position, he's Mooch M- 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 would have still been around potentially. And how awful is that?
2: But I think all of this goes back to your fundamental first point, which is self awareness is the key to everything. I mean, if you are self aware, then what do you know? You know, I need to have people around me in my organization who fill in the gaps exactly. that I have in my leadership armamentarium, and I can't understand who those people could be. If I don't have awareness of exactly what I need to do to get better, uh, you know what
1: he, you know what Trump needs, and a lot of leaders need. They need us to come in and really <laughs> yes, evaluate let's, let's them,
2: tackle the
0: White House, JG.
1: Yeah, they need to have an open, honest dialogue and a three sixty <laughs> about them, and willing to accept <clears> the feedback that's provided by their team, by their staff, uh, to really see where their flaws are, what they need to really focus on and develop. And unfortunately, and, you've got a bunch uh, of
0: yes people, whether it's in the government. Um, you know, yes, people to your face, backstabbers behind your back, plenty of business. We met with
1: somebody yesterday and what did we say to them? If you're looking for a yes, ma'am, yeah. you're wrong. Ra- you're not, we're not the right people for you.
0: <laughs> no question about yeah. it, JG. So Jerry, hang on. We, we're almost, um, we're almost nearing a break. What did you want to say? I know JG's raising his hand.
1: Do you want to talk about the upcoming event?
0: yep we have our next live event Tuesday night September 19th right here at CBS Studios in the Adorama Theater it's an evening event Uh, this will be our third and we are inviting because they just keep getting better and better we'll be inviting listeners if you're interested in a VIP ticket with a guest please email me at dk at gutwisdom g-u-t-w-i-z-d-o-m dot com and uh, we'll put you in the in the the what in the pool in the hat there we'll do it out of the hat yeah listening to got wisdom. Stay tuned. Coming back with Jerry.
2: When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24 7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or CBSNewYork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you're listening. To Gut Wisdom, Radio That Resonates. I am JG, along with our host, Deirdre Koppelman. We are here every Saturday night yes, from 7 to 8 p.m. talking about life's wisdoms. And tonight we have a great show as we're talking about working with your boss. And uh, in this case, we're talking about uh, our uh, president, Trump. Yes, But I do want to share a quick story because the other day you mentioned how tired you were. Do you remember the other day you came back from California, you weren't well rested. Totally. You were exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. And what did you say you wanted to do right after lunch? Want wanted n- to take a little snooze. I needed
0: to take a nap.
1: As they say in Yiddish, dremel. you wanted to take a little nap. I did. So you went to your office. It wasn't even I
0: wanted to. I needed to. I couldn't even function. You, ki-
1: you couldn't keep your eyes open. So you went back to your office. Yes. Hopped on the couch. Yes. And you fell asleep. I did. And he said, wake Why me are you up sharing in, wake, this? Me, wake me up in 20 minutes, you I said, did. right? Yeah. But Where I let you, you sleep a little longer and 30 minutes later, I'm walking down the hallway and I hear
0: What? Like, what
1: in the world is that sound? And you uh, snore. Did you know that you snore? No. Yeah. Yeah, you snore. You were snoring pretty (gasps) loudly. And uh, I will say this, you know, everybody needs a lot of sleep. You need seven to eight hours a night of sleep Mm -hmm. to be really at your top of your game. And especially for us, we travel a lot. So I want to mention that for those of you that know someone that has a sleep problem, they snore, they have difficulty breathing, Yeah, I would highly recommend that you visit Dr. Michael Gelb and his team at the Gelb Center. They're dedicated to evaluating your breathing, your airway, your sleep quality, which is critical to success, and putting together a, a truly comprehensive, personalized plan to help guide you with the best sleep and health that you can experience. So let them help you. You can reach Dr. Michael Gelb at 212 Deirdre take this down 212752 1662 I'm going to repeat it 212752 1662 and you know what he'll give you a free copy of his book Gasp G A S P Airway Health The Hidden Path to Wellness and I think we all need to really focus more on our health I'm and on my sleeping. way I'm on my way so let's get back to the I show. I can't
0: believe that I snore. Okay, you, let's get back it to- It was the, loud. <laughs> let's get back. Thanks, JG, for sharing that with everybody who's listening. Very much appreciate it. Jerry. Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Peter, how are you? Oh, I thought we lost you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he fell asleep, but I didn't hear him snoring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. So we were talking
1: about leadership and, and the importance- Trump And the awareness right. and how often we come into companies and- we don't see this. And, so, you know, anytime <clears throat> there's a change in ownership in a company, I don't want to say regime change, that, that sounds kind of negative, mm-hmm. but when you have a change in ownership, and we see this quite frequently, you know, there's inevitably, things are going to be different. You know, new sheriff in town, new management, sometimes they come in and just clean out the old
0: team of leadership. Didn't and that bring just happen to me? With who? So we had a client, and the, you know, oh, yes, duh, sorry. Us, you said me. I didn't. Yeah, sorry mean about collectively that. Collectively, collectively, we yes. had a client, and the CEO was asked to uh, retire quite abruptly. Yeah, and okay, we we had been so I was not an employee, right? We were servicing this company. We
1: were consulting and helping them with their leadership development and coaching, and helping them with so their morale many. and leadership academy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. T- you know,
0: helping with hiring, all kinds of mm-hmm. things for years, and doing a really good job. And the new CEO came in. And a new chief HR officer came in, and a new, and a new, and a new a couple of you know new chiefs came in, literally new, like new, sheriffs. New. Yes, and they pretty much fired. I don't know how many people yeah. in senior level uh, positions. How scary it is for their for their
1: reports not yeah. to know what's oh, going on. Oh,
0: the fear! I still to this day. I mean, you, that happened the, over a year ago, and to right. this day, I still have um, employees who. Still reach work who still work there, who reach out. In fact, speaking about a maniacal leader, Jerry, you'll appreciate this. JG and I worked with a leader in Chicago, uh, no.
1: Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter where. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and uh, he was definitely uh, maniacal. He was definitely a bully boss. He intimidated the people that worked for him. He had an unchecked
1: ego. That That's the word that... Jeff said, I love it. He had an ego that was just simply unchecked.
0: Very much so. And to this day also, we still have employees uh, that reach out to us for assistance yeah. on how to deal with certain issues. So some people, you talk about that self-awareness, you talk about mm, the leadership qualities and traits that you found in Annette, Jerry, your your administrative assistant who who instinctively had wisdoms that maybe she didn't even know that they had anything to do with you know, helping you become who you became. Obviously, living through it, I'm sure she did. But not, I don't know that everybody can learn it. I just don't. Well, I don't know. I think you can, you just have to want to. Right. That's really, that, that's my correction. You have to want to be better. Yeah. I agree you know, the with that.
2: Point of, <clears throat> the starting point of all achievement is desire. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to do it, then you're not going to do it. And I think that's part of the challenge with Trump is does he really want... To uh, to get better, if he wants to get better, then he certainly has the intellectual capacity to get better. You don't get elected president of the United States being a dope. Um, you know, <laughs> <so it's laughs> I bet
0: a lot of I bet a lot of our listeners are sitting there saying, "Hmm, mm-hmm. the best employees
1: that we've ever seen have all demonstrated will, desire, and commitment."
0: Absolutely.
1: That, that, those, yeah. are, that, those have been the fundamental elements that they bring to the table is their will to learn, their desire to get better, and their commitment to receiving open feedback and dialogue and progressing. Yeah. Well, that and ladder. that's
0: also how you look to hire people. And there are questions that you can ask to ascertain how much will, desire, and commitment an individual has. But aside from that, so Jerry, you, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off.
2: No, I was going to say, and my guess is that's something y'all are good at helping companies understand. Oh, yeah. How do you ask the right questions to find the people that are a good fit for your organization?
0: Totally. And, and it starts, it's, with the number with, one
2: issue for any company is to have the right people.
0: Correct. And it starts with understanding your unique business culture. I may be selling widgets and the company down the block may be selling the same widgets, but our company cultures are totally different. So first you have to understand, and that's what we do, we go in, understand the unique business culture, one. Two, we've been asked many times, what are those interview questions that you ask? And we have a series of interview questions, but if I just gave you the questions, that's not enough. You have to be able to understand when you interpret. get an answer, right? It's the interpretation of the <laughs> answer, and then how many levels deeper do you need to go with just one question? It, it there's an art to it, there's a skill to it, there's a science to it. Um, it's not. It's not just let me hire somebody who's similar to me. That will most of the times it just does not work. It just doesn't work. So well, Jerry, the other the other sorry. thing
2: too is what you're doing in your business, which I think is, is terrific, is you're doing an organizational self-awareness, <laughs> which enables you to then help them figure out what are the specific questions that you need to ask about these employees for your organization and because they're not the same for every organization. Exactly. And the only way that you can actually get to what are the questions that you ought to be asking is to actually go through this organizational self-awareness kind of assessment that y'all do that I think makes it easier for people to hire, uh, you know, people that can make their organization successful. And and hiring is so important because not only do you have to have the right people, when you have the wrong people, it costs you a boatload of money to replace them and they can do huge damage to your business. And so getting all that right by understanding that it's not just about what questions do you ask, Mm -hmm. it's what questions do you ask that are consistent with your business, your objectives, your strategy, your culture. And I think that most companies don't have that kind of insight and they need people like you to actually help them figure it out.
1: You are chock full of wisdoms with a z. Yes. This has been amazing having you on the show. How do people how do people get in touch with you? How do we find you? Jerry.
2: Well, jerryacuff.com, which is j e r r y a c u f f.com. My cell phone is 480-296-9972. And if people call me, don't say, I didn't expect you to answer the phone. That drives me nuts. <laughs> uh, if you pick up the phone and call me, then expect me to answer the phone if I'm not on a plane or in a meeting. And then my email is jacuff at com, which is the name of my company, uh, delta, dot com. So... Um, and you I'm you have blessed us
0: you have blessed us not only by Can joining we give away us some tonight. of his books yes you've given us the opportunity to give away five uh copies of your book the relationship edge in business which mm. we appreciate so listeners first five to email me at dk at gut com. not while you're driving uh first we'll get a copy of the relationship edge in business courtesy of jerry Acuff. Love it. Yeah, Jerry, you're a doll. Yes, JJ.
2: Well, thank you, JJ. Thank you, JJ, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, please. you always say the really?
0: same I'm We're saying. supposed I want to disagree with you, not say the same words. Okay, say something. I want and to be and I'll con- disagree. Um I'll be a contrarian. You'll be a, well, you're usually a contrarian. Of course. So if you missed uh, the beginning of tonight's show, you can download this show and previously aired shows by either going to our website, gutwisdom.com, or you'll find us on iTunes and play.it. Yes. JG, you're just shaking your head. Yeah, I
1: love what you're saying. Keep going. You're on a roll, babe. You know, you have this bad habit
0: <laughs> that went on. I, I don't have a bad habit. You have a few? Correct. You have a few bad habits. I'm not really good with this feedback stuff. Can you teach me a little feedback lesson I, here? Yes, the sandwich technique. JG, How's you're an work? amazing person. Oh, thank I you. I value you as a friend. Oh, I love you too. Incredible partner. You're a rock star. But let me tell you, when you do <laughs> some things that really get on my nerves, you need to know because I'm looking for you to make some changes. So, anyway. (laughs) No, you do. You love for me to talk and sometimes I just catch you and you're just sort of like, yeah, shaking your head. I'm like, well, say something. No, I got it. Okay. You want me to talk about the giveaways? Yes. The summer giveaways of Gut Wisdom? Yes. Okay. So we are writing our next book in collaboration with Tony Dofat and Brian Moran. It is Gut Wisdom for the Entrepreneur. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you're an aspiring entrepreneur, or you know somebody who's an entrepreneur... Uh, Please email me to reserve a copy of that book. It's going to be amazing.
1: And what are the topics that we're going to cover in the book? J.J. Everything about being a successful entrepreneur, sharing lessons of what works, what doesn't work. Right, how to get the results that
0: you're looking for? Absolutely, how to and, hire the and, right people and, in the right seats on the bus. And it's coming from the experiences of four very different entrepreneurs. Yeah, Tony's from the music industry, mm-hmm, Brian's mm-hmm. from the publishing industry, you're from the financial industry, and I'm from the human capital industry, if you will. So, and we're all entrepreneurial. So, yes, that's just a tip of what the book is like. So, if you would like to reserve a copy. Email me at dk@gutwisdom.com, and we also, <clears throat> sorry, have see this. Is what happens when I talk too much, JJ? I love it. Talk a little bit about our next live event.
1: Next live event coming up in September, right? September nineteenth, Tuesday 19th, night. Seventy-five people in the audience. So, if you're interested in attending, please. Send an email to com for you and a friend. Yeah. We're going to give away, I think, three to five tickets. Unsure yet how many. So just send it. And we're going to have some special guests talking about health and wellness, mm-hmm. uh, both in the workplace and at home, mm-hmm. the importance of work-life balance. Okay. You know, we can't be on top of our game if we don't get enough sleep, if we don't eat right. <clears throat> and um, this is something I think Americans just in general
0: are not focused on. Well, we've got to be on our game, and it's not about. I don't. I disagree. I think we're focused on it to the I extent that we have, <laughs> to the extent that we have time to work on these things. But we Where have to make it a
1: priority. Yeah, and we don't. We yeah. may, we put
0: this on the back burner. Yeah. Well, when you show up with donuts for breakfast, that's not really a priority but I don't eat them. for for health. You don't eat them. You Anymore. give them to me. I know. Right. So what is that about? I want to see you healthy. No, you want to see me. <laughs> Healthily fat. I don't get it. It's a health. Uh, didn't you oh, wait. Share share with the listeners. JG is doing a challenge. I saw a picture of a scale on your Instagram. I
1: got to lose thirty pounds. That's my goal.
0: Right. And, right. How, and how are you doing that? By so bringing, I have a scale. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, it's in a box. It's in a box. It's in a box. I haven't taken it out yet. Okay, but but there's uh, what period of time you want to lose thirty pounds? Six months. Okay, you're on, listeners. We're on it with him. See you next Saturday night. You're listening to Gut Wisdom.